This is the redeemed Christian Church of God, more than conquer perish. Say, Lord, you are the God of all flesh. You know my heart. Tell him your hearts. Tell him how you feel. Tell him what your expectations are. Pour them out unto him. Say you are the God of all flesh. He knows your days. The numbers of your head are counted. They are numbered. A number one, A number two, A number three, A number four, A number five, A number six. No man has been able to count the number of hairs on the head, but God knows them. So tell him, commit your tomorrow to his hand. Commit that issue. Say, Lord, as you walk, as I listen to your word, give me an encounter. Give me an encounter. Give me an encounter with you. An encounter that, that I will live to live to, to that I will live to remember for the rest of my life. Lord Jesus, you are the God of all flesh. Let everyone present here this afternoon. Let everyone that are home, anywhere they are connected with us right now. You are the God of all flesh. And you sent forth your word. Your word healed them and delivered them from all destruction. In the name of Jesus, I sent forth the word of God into your body. In the name of Jesus, God of all flesh. Now go in the name of Jesus. Now begin to perfect everything that needs to be perfected in the people's health, in your finance, in your marriage. In the name of Jesus, everything that needs to be touched, anything that needs repair. In the name of Jesus, God of all flesh, go right now. Begin to touch their home. Begin to touch their finances. Begin to touch their marriage. Begin to touch their thoughts. Begin to touch their mind. Begin to touch everything that has to do with them. In the name of Jesus, for all our women, anywhere they may be, in the name of Jesus, touch them, touch their husband, touch their children, touch their marriages, touch their businesses, equip their hands, touch all our sisters, touch all our brothers. We give you praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have given time. King of kings, we thank you. Thank you for what you did in the first service. Thank you for all the testimony. Thank you for saving yourself from accident. Thank you for the first service. Thank you for your word. Thank you for all the prayers. Thank you for what you are said to do. Lord Jesus, you are the God of all flesh. You know the need in the heart of every man. Father, let your word begin to address every name. Let no issue escape. In the name of Jesus, let no sinner escape your wall. In the name of Jesus, let no one that is bound, let them not escape. Let your word bring deliverance to them. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. And the people of God will say a glorious amen. A powerful amen. Jam those hands together while you take your seat. Louder, louder, celebrate Jesus is the king of kings. When you lift him up, he will draw men unto himself. When you lift him up, he will confirm his word in your life. Keep celebrating and keep celebrating him. We can't celebrate him enough. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. When you praise God, you are not doing him a favor. But when you praise him, yes, you are attracting his favor. Go ahead and celebrate him. Father, we give you praise. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Amen. Please take your seat. I'd like to welcome every one of us to this second service called the Miracle Service. Miracles will happen today. I say you will see miracle. I say you will see miracle. In the name of Jesus, you will see miracle. In the name of Jesus, miracle will become the order of the day in your life. We thank God for the word of God that came forth to us in the morning. In this second service, God is going to be speaking to us on the topic titled Overcoming Financial Poverty. 
overcoming financial poverty. Overcoming financial poverty. From where we read where our sister led us in the call to worship is that when we praise him, the Bible says that the earth shall yield our increase. The earth shall yield our increase. Brethren, I'd like to start off by saying that one of the things that as an individual while growing up or while I became, while I turned uh, to become uh, teenagers and youth, one of the things I don't like about Christianity is that there are some people that I see that are poor. And so it took me for a long time to be able to unravel the, what does being a Christian means poverty? No. Does being a child of God means that you are to be poor here on earth? After all, we serve the God that owns everything in the world. So that got me thinking. And that was, and again, I can tell you that's perhaps maybe one of the resisting points for somebody somewhere right now. Maybe that's what is resisting somebody. But I pray for you in the name of Jesus, you will not be poor. I say you will not be poor. Brethren, a man can be poor physically, a man can be poor spiritually. Now, as the Lord built you up to be strong spiritually, you also need financially, you also need to be strong. And I pray for you, you will not be poor spiritually. Financially, you will not be poor. In the name of Jesus. Now, 2 Kings chapter 4. 2 Kings chapter 4. Now, I'm not sure we'll be able to complete this uh, in, this, uh, in the time frame that we have. But I wanted to pay close attention because, you know, there's a reason why the Lord has asked me to share this word with you. I was giving my wife a, a glimpse uh, while we were driving into church this morning. While we were driving into church this morning. Many times we pray for chairs, but God said, I've given you a tree. Go and bring chair out of the tree. But the question is, how do we do that? So there are practical ways. One of the things God is going to be doing, and I've seen him doing that, is that in this I will not only become righteous people, but with people who are financially buoyant. I said, let me hear your amen. If you agree to it, let me hear your amen. Now let's read from verse 1, 2 Kings chapter 4, from verse 1. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Thy servant, my husband, is dead. You will not die. I say you will not die. In the name of Jesus. You know, yesterday when the, please hold on, my, while our brother was, uh, while I called him, he told me he was driving. And I told him, do you have your license now? He said, no, uh, gift is with him. And what did I say? I said, all shall be well. And I'm glad no evil befell our brother. Let's give Jesus a big round of applause. God is good. God is faithful. And very soon you will have your own car and have your own license. And no death will come near your dwelling. You are not permitted to die young. You know, God said that we are, we are global citizens. That, that word he gave to us in this morning. And that word is from Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. He said, go ye unto all the nations. You are a global citizen. So stop thinking local. Now go ahead, man. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Some people, some Christians cannot sleep well. Why? Because credit aid calls them every now and then. And yet they come to church and shakabas, and then they go back home, credit aid is looking for them again. That is coming to an end. I said that is coming to an end. Yeah, do you believe me? I said that is coming to an end. Now I said the creditors, there are creditors in this land. Go ahead, ma'am. Uh-huh. 
What do you want me to do for you, okay? Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Go. Borrow the vessels abroad. Uh huh. Tell your neighbor empty vessels. Say it louder. Empty vessels. Say it louder. Empty vessels. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. And upon thy sons. As you pour into the vessel, see what will happen to your life. Go ahead. And okay. This will this will be your this will be your testimony. Verse six. Go ahead. And it will come to pass that today you will remember today that in the Lord is making your vessels to be full. Go ahead. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Ah. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Okay. Okay. And leave thou and, and and leave thou and thy children of the rest. Tell your neighbor and leave thou and thy children of the rest. Tell your neighbor again. Say and leave thou and thy children of the rest. One more time. And leave thou and thy children of the rest. Praise Master Jesus. This is a very powerful story about a poor widow. And we know that widows, their husbands becomes God. I mean, their husband, it becomes God. Yes, that's correct. That means God looks after them. God is concerned about them as much as he's concerned about orphans. We are going somewhere. But it turns out that the husband that this woman had was a man of God. But then he died. And he was poor. You will not be poor. I say you will not be poor. Financially, you will not be poor. You know, this way, when the Lord gave me this topic, uh, what came to my mind for was uh, overcoming poverty. And God said, what kind of poverty? And he said, financial poverty. There is material poverty. But financial poverty. Now, so this woman, now she ran to the man of God for help. Because the creditors were about to take our two sons for slavery. That is an abomination, brethren. How can a child of God, whose husband carried heavy anointing, and yet be living in poverty? The Bible said, the anointing upon you shall teach you all things, including money. All things, all things. Now, she went to the man of God for help. And the man of God asks her, what do you have at home? Maybe a pot or a little oil that she has forgotten. Now, she never knew that what would make her financially sufficient for her and her two sons was actually right in her house. And I pray today God will open your eyes. Please, I say today God will open your eyes. If you believe it, say amen. If you believe it, say amen. Now, brethren, let me say that poverty it can be both spiritual and physical. 
Poverty is a thing of the mind. Some people believe that there's a height they can't get to in life. Some people believe they can exceed that height. So poverty can be both caused by both physical things. For instance, somebody that is lazy. Or somebody that is into business and is not diligent in that business. That can result to financial poverty. That is physical. And poverty can as well be spiritual. It can, it can be caused by spiritual things. In the case of Je, I mean, Jabez, this man was born poor, you know, he, you know, because he was born into sorrow. He was born, you know, and his mother also declared that. So Jabez had to take his own destiny in his own heart and say, Lord, here I am, deliver me. Enlarge my cause. God will enlarge the cause of someone to them. I said, in this way, God will enlarge your cause. In the but brethren, for us to overcome financial poverty, there are some truths that we need to know. And we're going to learn a few lessons. Uh, now, now, what is poverty? Poverty is simply the inability to afford basic necessities of life. It's as simple as that. The inability of a man, a family, to afford basic necessities of life. Now, brethren, there are three basic needs of every man. Anointed, unanointed, educated, poor, wealthy, uh, you know, in developed nations, in poor nations. It doesn't matter where you are. There are three basic necessities of mankind. And even our Sunday school mentioned them. Our Sunday school teacher. Matthew chapter 6. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Matthew 26, uh, Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25. Therefore, I say unto you, take no thought for your life. What you will eat. So, number one, the number one basic necessity of man, I want you to write it down, is food. Food. And that's why many pastors, because of food that they will eat, they've commercialized their anointing. They turn it to come, I pray on handkerchief, you give me $1,000 and so on and so on and so forth. Food. Basic necessity of every man, rich, poor, is food. Go ahead, man. Okay. Uh -huh. The next thing is that the second basic necessity of mankind is clothes. What you will wear. You can. You see, no matter no matter how worthy a man is, one of these basic necessities is clothes. Go ahead, man. Your life. Tell your neighbor your life is more than meant. Please tell your neighbor and those of you that are home, you say your life is more than meant. Your life is more than meant. Go ahead. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Okay. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh -huh. Rise up on your feet and say, I am better than the fowls of the air. My Father in heaven will clothe me. He will provide food for me. Amen. Now take your seat. I want it to be Allah. Be wake up. Thank you, sir. I mean, thank you, man. You may take your seat. Number three basic needs of man is shelter. House. Where you put your head. Student that in school, oh, your plan is that when you graduate, you want to buy a house. You know, you just a shelter. So number one basic necessity of mankind, food. Everyone needs food to survive. You need raiment to cover your nakedness. Number three, you need shelter. There are other things, but these are the basics. 
Now, the inability of a Christian to afford these things, then we can say that Christian is poor financially. Now, I pray for someone here this afternoon. In the name of Jesus, you will not be poor. Let us start by saying that, let us understand what is the plan of God. What is God's plan for our financial prosperity? Let us understand what is even the plan of God. Is God just saying that we should just continue to, you know, serve him and nothing happens? Does he mean he doesn't care about our finance? He does. He cares about the very little, little things that concerns your heart, that concerns the heart of your husband, your wife, your children, your parents. He cares about them all. Tell your neighbor, God cares about them all. God cares about your finances. And in this month, as you praise him, the earth will yield that increase for you. Amen. Praise the Lord. So, understand God's plan for your financial prosperity. Number one, brethren, financial prosperity is God's plan for you. Let that register in your mind. Because for your sake, he became poor that you might be rich. Let's look at 2 Corinthians chapter, chapter 8. 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Register that. So, we are just laying a foundation. Number one, understand that God's, God's plan for your life is that you become financially prosperous. 2 Corinthians chapter 8, 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 9. For ye know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though, of course, he was rich, he owns all the thousand, I mean, the cattle of upon a thousand hills, he owns all the gold, he owns all, all the animals all over the world, he owns them. Go ahead. And for whose sake? Please let us wake up this afternoon. For whose sake? Please say it as you say, for my sake. Say for my sake. Go ahead, man. He became poor for your sake. That ye through his poverty. <laughs> Tell your neighbor, I am rich. You are looking at a rich man. Tell your, you see, you, we are not joking with words. It's scripture that we are declaring. Tell your neighbor, I am rich. I am a global citizen. Praise the Lord. He said, for your sake, he became poor. That ye through his poverty, ye might be rich. So that's number one. Number two, understand God's plans for your own life as far as financial. Number two, know that financial prosperity comes from God. Number one, we mentioned that for your sake, it is God's plan for you to prosper financially. Number two, is that financial prosperity comes from God. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. It comes from God. Whether believers, you might say, well, there are a lot of unbelievers that are not, uh, that are not uh, Christians. And they are receiving financial prosperity. The power to get wealth comes from God. Whether believers or unbelievers. So stop running the cat race. Let's look at uh, Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 18. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to do what? Let's say it louder. Power to get wealth. Receive the power to get wealth. Receive the power to get wealth. Receive the power to get wealth. You know, one of the reasons why God said I should bring this, he said, is that he said, poverty has led many of my children to sin against me and to depart from the faith. 
Is it not the quest for money that is making people to take three sheep and not have time for their family? Is it not the quest for money that is making young, a lot of our young sisters to, to pollute themselves and violate themselves because somebody promised to give them $1,000? It's because of money. Is it not because of money that many people cannot, many sisters cannot afford their tuition fee and then they found themselves in the hand of wrong brothers who violate them because of money? Is it not because of money? So poverty has led a lot of people to sin against God. And that's why God said, bring this topic to my people. Bring this war. Now, so, now let's continue. He said, but thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to get well, that he might establish his covenant, which he swore unto, his fa unto thy father, as it is this day. So that's number two. Number three, understand God's plan for your financial prosperity. When you have these things registered in your mind, then the road is clear. Number three, God takes pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You see, when you take pleasure in something, uh, Psalm 35 verse 27, when you take pleasure in something, you love to do it. You enjoy it. So God, God, God takes pleasure in seeing you prosper financially. But the question is that why is it that many are not prospering? There are some things that we need to know. There are some things when, that we are going to learn from the story of that woman. Now, in, in that we can find in the book of Psalms 35, verse 27. Number four. It is God's desire that you enjoy all-round prosperity. Tell your neighbor, all-round prosperity is my portion. Tell your neighbor, as I praise God in this month, all-round prosperity is my portion. Praise the Lord. Even the people connected to you should prosper. Look at Lot. Lot became prosperous. He prospered. Why? Because he was aligned. He was attached to the destiny of Abraham. So your friends, your parents, everyone around you should become prosperous because of you. Why? Because God desired that you prosper. Praise the Lord. And I pray for you, you will prosper. I say you will prosper. I say you will prosper. Third John 2, the Bible tells us, it said, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in hell. So the kind of prosperity that God will bless you with in the name of Jesus is not the kind of prosperity that, you know, that somebody falls sick and not able to enjoy the wealth. No, that is not the kind we are talking about. You will have good health. I say you will have good health. As even as thy soul prosper, your soul will prosper. You see, what God is against is that men prosperity taking over their soul, taking over their love for God, taking over the place of God. That is what God is against. But God is not against a Christian being prosperous. Now, I like, I'd like to ask you some questions. Was Father Abraham prosperous? Let's answer, please. Was he prosperous financially? Is Father Abraham in heaven? Yes, he's in heaven. Is the Bible told us he's in, he's in heaven? Yes, he's in heaven. Now, was David prosperous? Yes or no? Brothers, I'm not hearing you. Was David prosperous? Is David in heaven? David is in heaven. Then, how about Isaac? Was Isaac prosperous? He was prosperous and is in heaven to today. And so on and so on and so on. So, brethren, it is the will of the Lord. You can, be, you can live a righteous life and prosper at the same time. It is possible. Enoch walked with God. And he was not. For God took him. 
So this were men and look at our fathers in the faith. But Satan has spent a picture to us now that even when a preacher of righteousness preacher, but even financial brothers, they say, well, he's backsliding. It's not backsliding. It's because they don't know the scripture. They don't understand the scripture. You see, the devil has spent it in such a way that Christians should be poor. No. Remember, our father owns the world. Tell your neighbor, my father owns the world. So I can never be poor and I will not be poor. So brethren, God desires that you prosper in all areas. Now, God has promised to supply all your needs if you are his own. Look at the book of Philippians chapter 4 verse 19. We are looking at understand it as individual. Understand God's plan. If somebody maybe as parent, your children even ask you, Hey, mommy, daddy, what is even God's plan for our finances? These are the plans. Now, yes. How many names? Please, let's say, how many names? Oh, let's say, oh. Does that include money? Yes. Go ahead. How will it supply all your needs? According to his riches in glory. And stop, me thank you, man. Stop measuring yourself with the world. The kind of wealth, the kind of prosperity that God will release upon your heart as you praise him in this month. It's the kind of prosperity that you see, it never runs dry. According to his riches in glory, they go from glory to glory. That means your wealth will go from glory to glory. I say your wealth will go from glory to glory. Your case will not be that you were rich yesterday and poor today. That will not be your testimony. I say you go from glory to glory. I will be go from glory to glory. So that's important. So God will supply all your needs if you are his own. That condition is important. Number five. God, it is God's will that we learn unto nations. And before we read the scriptures. Now, brethren, we live in a society where they encourage borrowing. You borrow to buy a car. You borrow to own a house. You borrow to go to school. They encourage loan. The economy is blessed. And so what they do is that they allow people to borrow. So that when they borrow, they begin to pay gradually. I don't have the statistic of the percentage of students in U.S. the loan, the debt of students, an average student in U.S. Not to talk about Canada. And thank God for the government that we have. So, brethren, it is God's will that you learn unto a nation. Please, I want you to understand that. Why growing up, I don't understand this. God wants us to lend to people, not to borrow. So even though the system permits you for you to borrow, some people are living on credit card. That is not God's will. Because the money is not your own. It's not your own. It is not your own at all. The Bible says you will let Now let's look at the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28. So number six. Number six. It is God's will that you lend unto nations. Sometimes we are not told this truth. There is only one side we have heard. But we are not told this truth as believers. As we praise God again, the earth will yield our increase. In the name of Jesus. Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 1 and verse 12. And it shall come to pass. That is the only condition. If thou shalt hearken diligently. Uh-huh. 
Okay. Uh huh. How many nations? Now you can see that is the second scripture to back that statement up. I am a global citizen. Yes, God bless you for saying it too. I am a global citizen. You are a global citizen. So stop thinking local. He said he will set you above all nations. Not just Canada alone, including Nigeria. Including America. Including Brazil. Including China. Including Russia. Where is God setting you and I? Above all nations. All nations. Say all nations. I want you to rise up and find three people and tell them, God is setting you above all nations. Rise up and tell three people, God is setting you above all nations. That is his plan for you, brethren. That is his plan for you. He's setting you above all nations. We need to understand this. We need to understand it. Now you may take your seat. Now verse 12. The Bible said, The Lord shall open unto thee his good treasure. God is a treasurer. Your father is a treasurer. Who is the treasurer? Your father. Look at it. God shall open unto you what? His good treasure. So God has a treasure. He has a box. He has it. That's why I say, according to his riches in glory. That riches in glory. That is the treasure house of God. You need something, you just press it and then it comes. And I pray for you in the name of God. We open unto you his good treasure. Look at it. It said, the heaven shall give rain unto thy land. You say amen. In its season. In the name of Jesus. Now, and to bless all the works of thy hand. Can you see? If God will not open his, you know, his good treasure unto you, you can never overcome poverty financially. If God will not give the rain in the due season upon the work of thy hand, you can never overcome poverty. Brethren, now look at it. He said, and thou shalt do what? Thou shalt lend unto how many nations? Many nations. Is Canada included? Uh, some people feel, oh, maybe, it's, um, maybe this is too Canada for them. I says Canada included. He said, thou shalt lend unto many nations. It's the same Bible. And thou shalt not borrow. I was telling my wife, I said, God told me, he said, God said, I have made you the shepherd of my house. You have a responsibility to teach them everything all around, not just one side, all around. So God said, he said, thou shalt lend unto many, not just one. And thou shalt not borrow. Can you see it? I am not supposed to borrow. You are not supposed to borrow. Those of you at home, you are not supposed to borrow. So we are looking at the topic overcoming financial poverty. Overcoming financial poverty. Now you are going to rise up. Say, as from today, I will not, I will not borrow. You see, okay, I'll tell you one so that you can pray that prayer very well. I was listening to one of our father in the law, and he was uh, estimating the number of people on the payroll. And I said to myself, and I'm in Canada and I have a credit card going. I said, enough. The moment I said that enough, my wife knows what I'm talking about. When we got our house, the bank gave us one credit card, and that credit card was like an ocean. You know, you know some credit card that when you you pay hundred dollars to it, and then you see that you are, you know, that it absorbed two hundred dollars. It's like the, the interest rate was 
myself and my wife had to cry to God, please deliver us on this matter. So, and that day I was listening to her, and I said, this man is in Nigeria, and he's commanding billions like this, and, and I'm in Canada. And I, I said, Lord, put an end to borrowing, and God has put an end to borrowing in our life. I can count many things, particularly in this year. Now you are going to pray. You are going to say, Father, put an end to borrowing. Go ahead and pray. Go ahead. Brethren, we are not supposed to borrow. It is a nice offer for a believer to borrow to send his children to school. We are not supposed to borrow. Put an end to borrowing in my life. And let me begin to lend to nations. Please make sure you pray. Put an end to borrowing. Put an end to borrowing. Don't worry about how God will do it. Many people, some, some, some bank will call. They may, they may even give testimony and say, I want to thank God. They, my credit card got approved. <laughs> well, I praise God for your life. <laughs> I praise God for your life. That is credit. That is borrowing. That is borrowing. That is borrowing. Or say, oh, oh, I was so favored. Some financial institutions are just looking for me to come and borrow $12,000. <laughs> that is not favor, brother. That is borrowing. Cry to God. I say, Lord, put an end to borrowing in my family. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. You may take your seat. Now, lessons from this widow. Lessons. Let's come back to that scripture. Second Kings chapter 4 overcoming financial poverty. Number one, she cried unto God for help. Brethren, prayer can address all issues, including money. Including money. It can address it. She cried to God for help. Jabez cried unto God for help. Some people are comfortable with debt. They are okay with it. You will not leave debt for your children. I say you will not leave debt for your children. In, the, in this house, nobody is permitted to borrow. In the name of Jesus. And if you are in debt right now, financial debt. Okay, thank you, Holy Spirit. The Lord says that take a paper that any amount that you are holding financially, say write it down in the paper to yourself. Just write it now. Whether you are any amount, whether mortgage, whether car, anything at all. Note it. Note it down. Right, right. Even if you got, even if you don't know the estimate, just estimate, approximate it. Approximate it. Don't don't joke with what God is doing. Just do what God the Lord asks you to do. Just do what the Lord asks you to do. sure you write it. All credit card, mortgages, mortgages will be paid. Don't worry. When God do it, you will believe that you will know that he said it. I say mortgages will be paid. I say mortgages will be paid. Hmm. So, number one, she cried unto the Lord for help. She ran to the man of God. Now there cried a certain woman. The Bible did not tell us her name. <laughs> and did you notice that the other widow in that same story, the Bible tells us the widow of Shonem. 
The Bible did not give us a name. You will not be poor. I say you will not be poor. I say you will not be poor. In the name of Jesus, you will not be poor. In the name of Jesus, you will not be poor. You see, the Bible tells us in the book of Proverbs, chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 23. Proverbs 18, 23. That, that will not be your poverty is not your portion. Poverty is not our portion in this house. Look at Proverbs 18, verse 23. What do we call entreaties? Bargain. Uh, please, let us talk about this. Please don't tell the pastor. Let us meet at Tim Horton. I'll settle the money. They, they use what? Entreaties. They bargain. They find a way to just, uh, please cover me. Just cover my nakedness. That is not your portion. I said, that is not your portion. Go ahead, read it, and then go, go ahead. Now, it doesn't mean that when the Lord has blessed you, you should be talking anyhow. No, <laughs> you will not talk anyhow in Jesus' name. The Bible says something about David, something profound, that David behave himself. So when the Lord has prospered us in this, because God has promised that he will prosper, and I know he's already prospering us. He's already prospering us in the name of Jesus. So brethren, just for you to understand, our father and the Lord, Pastor Yeh Adeboye said that, he said, I have tasted poverty and riches, and I know which one is best. He said, poverty is not good. We are talking about our father and the Lord. He said he has tasted both, and he knows the side to stay, that he decided to stay on the side of riches. I pray for you, you will not be poor. I say you will not be poor. So, brethren, if you can cry to God for help, I often say that you want a change of story on anything, the altar is open. On anything, the altar is open. If you can cry to God like this woman, the Bible says she cried unto God for help. Nobody wants to become friend to a poor man. That's what the book of Proverbs says too. They don't like, nobody likes poor men. Have you seen where they're doing family meeting? Most especially where we are coming from. He might be the firstborn. He might be, the, he, will, he will be the only male child. Others that, they will say, hey, let's do the meeting. We will give him update later. That is, you see, the Bible is very practical. That is the life. Nobody likes to befriend a poor man. Because you, <laughs> you might learn his way and become poor. <laughs> you will not become friends to poor men. In the name of Jesus. The friends of the rich, they become rich. And remember that for your sake, he became poor. That you might be what? Be rich. In all areas of your life, he became poor so that you might be rich. Number two, lessons from the poor widow. How did she overcome poverty? Number one is she cried unto the Lord for help. Number two, maximize what you have. And in bracket, a pot of oil. Put it as in bracket, a pot of oil. Maximize what you have. To overcome poverty, brethren, God will not rain down money from heaven. Instead, he blesses what you have in your hand with something. He blesses you with something that can bring about wealth. I tell you, it might even just be one piano you have at home. God can through that bring about prosperity. He's God. He's just looking for something that he will lay his hand upon to prosper you. 
He's just looking for something to lay his hand upon in your life. I could see God is like, what can I even touch? What can I even touch in his life to bless him? What can I touch? What can I touch? So God is always looking. So maximize what you have, the oil. This woman said, in verse 2, And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in the house? As we celebrate Mother's Day today, Mothers, remember, you are not ordained to be poor. And she said, Thy hands made hard not anything in the house, save a pot of oil. Tell your neighbor, you have a pot of oil at home. Please say it as if you say, You have a pot of oil at home. Rise up on your feet and tell three people and say, you have a pot of oil in your home. Now, I want you to pray and say, Father, open my eyes to see the pot of oil in my house. Please go ahead and make that your prayer. Lord, open my eyes to see the pot of oil. Open my eyes to see the pot of oil. Open our eyes to see the pot of oil. Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying? Maybe you are okay with that level where you are. Say, Lord, open my eyes to see that pot of oil in my house. The woman never knew that God's ways of prospering her was actually via the oil that she has at home. She has a pot of oil. Maybe as a student, you have maybe a, a drum set or you have one thing at home that can, that can bring about prosperity. You don't know it. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, please open my eyes. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are praying. You may take your seat. Maximize what you have. As a student, you have, um, you have, uh, you have a sewing machine. You can start off with that. You can start off by sewing people's clothes, even in your house. And you are making some money. What do you have at home? Number three. Now, before I touch on that number three. Now, still talking about maximize what you have at home. The pot of oil you have at home right now could mean your work experience. Maybe where you are working now. God allow you into that company because he wants to make you an employer for you to have a company of your own. It could be an outsourcing company. It could be anything. Experience. It could be your pot of oil. Now, your educational background could be your pot of oil. People have studied computer science and financially God has prospered them. So your educational background could be your pot of oil. God, people have studied education in school and they own universities. They own from primary school to secondary school to university. So your educational background could be your pot of oil. The other day, I researched about uh, the wealthiest professor on arts. He's an American. How he set up his own system. So, those of you that are science students that are working in the lab now, put your heart on it. Because that experience you are gathering now, that could become your pot of oil. And my prayer for you is this. That the Lord will open your eyes to see your pot of oil. The equipment in your garage, in your basement could be your pot of oil. Overcoming financial poverty. The equipment you have in your garage. Some people, if you open their garage, they have a lot of things. Even Christians. A lot of things that they are not using. The things that could bring money. But they don't know. 
yet they are praying and fasting and saying, Lord, bring me out of death. And God is saying, well, uh, what will bring you out of death is in your house. Now, that pot of oil could also mean your current job. It could also mean that the, the writing skill, the speaking, the singing, whatever talent the Lord has given, they could become your pot of oil if you can maximize them. They could become your pot of oil. Dancing, administration, teaching, designing, computer skill, they could become your pot of oil when you know them. Number three, overcoming financial poverty. Prepare for wealth. Tell your neighbor, prepare for wealth. Wealth is coming. Look at what the Bible says. Borrow thee not a few. The man of God was removing the poverty mentality from that woman. It doesn't make sense. For somebody that doesn't have food to eat, and you are telling her to borrow thee not a few. So, what God was simply doing was to prepare our mind. For the overflow that is coming. And that is what God is doing now. I also perceive the same. That God is preparing our mind for the overflow that is coming. I say God is preparing your mind for the overflow that is coming. I say God is preparing your mind for the overflow that is coming. In the name of Jesus. She said borrow not a few. See verse 3. Somebody should read verse 3 for us. Second Kings chapter 4 verse 3. Then he said. Go borrow the vessels abroad from thy neighbor. Even empty vessels. Borrow not a few. Tell your neighbor, borrow not a few. Yes, what that means is that enlarge your thinking. Enlarge your mind. Don't limit yourself. Don't limit yourself. Because you see, brethren, God hates wastage. And that's one of the things we are still going to talk about. Many people, one of the reasons why they are poor financially is because they waste money. In the book of John chapter 6, Jesus Christ told the disciples, he said, gather the fragment. We are still going to talk about wastage, but maybe not today. So, brethren, borrow not a few. What that means is that be ready. Be ready. Number four. Number four. Invest in what you have. Invest what you have. See what the man of God told that woman. In verse 7, then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil investment. And pay thy debts. Leave thou and thy children of the rest. Maybe as a student. God can tell you to start like a, a vendor, like a bookshop. And be collecting students, university student books, used books, and put them together and begin to sell them. You might be making $5 from one book. What happens when you have 10,000 books in stores? What happens when you have uh, you know, 20,000 books in stores? So, brethren, invest what you have. Go sell the oil and pay thy debt and live on the rest. Don't eat with your 10 fingers. Don't eat with your ten fingers. Tell your neighbor, don't eat with your ten fingers. Learn to save some for your learn to save some of your income. Learn to save some of your income. Learn to save some of your income. We must learn to prioritize. The Bible said, 
It said, when we praise him, the earth shall yield our increase. This is part of the increase. We must learn to prioritize and know what to spend money on. It is not everything that goes around the community you can spend money on. Because I know that the, 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 the siege of financial poverty is broken in the name of Jesus. The siege of financial poverty is broken in the name of Jesus. In this month, as you praise God, in the name of Jesus, your finances will begin to increase. It will begin to increase. Now, number five. Engage the power of seed sowing. That is different from what we talked about. Let's look at Genesis chapter 6, verse 12, 22. Genesis chapter 6, verse 22. I mean, uh, Genesis chapter 8, verse 22. Why the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat and summer and winter, and day and night shall not cease. Now, Genesis 26, verse 12. Genesis 26, verse 12. Uh -huh. In the same year, say the same year. The same year. The same year. Go ahead. And hundredfold. And the Lord blessed him. Go ahead, sir. Your somebody's waxing great. Amen. I said somebody's waxing great. Go ahead. Somebody's going forward. I said somebody's going forward. Go ahead. You will grow until you become very great. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead. That will be your testimony. And possession of health. Uh-huh. And the envy, thank you. You may take your seat. Take your seat. The man was great. He went forward, and the Philistine envied him. How? Brethren, seed sown guarantees the kind of harvest you will have tomorrow. If you sow nothing, you reap nothing. We are, saying, we are not talking about how to sow or where to sow. Seed sown. A farmer that eat up all his yam harvest. Everything. What will he harvest later? Nothing. So brethren, many believers don't engage these secrets. And that's why many are still borrowing from one place to another, from one bank to another. Some people, if they pull up their record with credit bureau now, it will be very scary. But God is bringing you out. I say God is bringing your family out. Parent, stop, 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 stop accumulating poverty for your children. The Bible did not say you accumulate poverty for your children. Stop leaving poverty for them. Start saving for them. The Bible said that the man sold. Isaac sowed in the land and received an hundredfold. It is the seed that God blessed. God blesses the seed. It was the seed that he sown that the Lord blessed. So brother, if you don't have a seed to sow, then what will God bless? A good example. If you have not been sowing the seed of tithe, what will God bless? 
is a seed. If you have not been sowing it, what would the Lord bless? It is the seed sown. Now, you will notice that it is the Lord who gives the increase. Now, turn your Bible with me. Uh, Paul says, I believe in the book of 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians chapter 3. He said, Paul, you know, Paul planted and, and uh, who gave the increase? Uh, Paul planted, Apollo uh, watered, and God gave the increase. It is God that gives the increase. The increase is of the Lord. The increase is of the Lord. The increase is of the Lord. No. Now let's look at uh, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 6. I have planted Apollo watered, but God gave the increase. Who gives the increase? It is God that gives the increase. It is God that gives the increase. Let us rise up on our feet. God is the one that gives the increase, brethren. God is the one that gives the increase. God is the one that gives the increase. God is the one that gives the increase. Now you are going to tell the Lord, Lord, any seed that you want me to sow that will bring, up, bring me out of poverty permanently, open my eyes. Seed is a continuous thing. Seed is a continuous thing. It's a continuous thing. Overcoming financial poverty. Don't just wish for it. Don't say, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. You keep wishing. Wish will not do anything. You don't pay your tithe. Wish will not do anything. What seed have you sown that God can bless? What seed have you sown that the blessing of the Lord can come upon it? What seed? What seed? For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. You are going to say, Father, deliver me from the powers that are pulling me back into poverty through, me, through borrowing through wasteful spending, through lack of giving, through greediness. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Any power that may be pulling you back into poverty, in the name of Jesus, Father, deliver me from them. Make that your prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I am not a candidate for poverty. In the name of Jesus, I am not a candidate for poverty. Any power that may be pulling me back into poverty, through borrowing, in the name of Jesus, I am free from you. In the name of Jesus, I am free. 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 In the name of Jesus, I am free. I am free from you. In the name of Jesus, I am free. For in Jesus' mighty name, we are free. Take your seat. We'll take one more point. Luke chapter 6 verse 38. Engage the ministry of giving. You want to overcome financial poverty? Engage the ministry of giving. Giving is a mystery. Luke 6 38. Give. And it shall be given unto you. Good measures. Good measures. Press down. Press down. And shaking together. And running over. For with the same measure that shall be given unto your bosom. Uh-huh. For with the same measure that you meant without. Okay. It shall be measured to you again. The same measure. The same measure. The Bible said for the same measure. For he said for the same measure. For the same measure. For the same measure. Give and it shall be given unto you. Brethren, 
if you don't engage the ministry of giving, financial prosperity might just be a mirage. Giving. Giving in season out of season. The Bible tells us that we don't even know the one that God may bless. Giving. Giving is the way out of poverty. Prayer has its place. Don't get me wrong. But giving has a major place. Give out your way out of poverty. Give out of your, your way out of lack, out of borrowing. Give it out. Give it out. How many of us remember that during the cross, crossover service, the Lord told us to say, give you remember? We are living testimony. And many brethren in this house are living testimony. That was the first time we will sow that kind of seed. We are living testimony. Giving. Brethren, even if you pray from now till Jesus Christ comes, you might not attain that financial prosperity that you want until you learn to give. Now, the question is where to give, where to sow. There are different things. We are not going to talk about that now. But give, give, and it shall be given unto you the same measure. Shake down. I mean, press down, shaking together. When you give unto God, that is the great, that is the most secure investment. Because you are rest assured that your future is guaranteed. You see, in heaven, no arm robber can enter heaven. He said, where, where there's no mud, where there's no where robbers cannot break in. So giving is the gateway to overcoming financial poverty. And I pray in the name of Jesus, the Lord will open your eyes. I said the Lord will open your eyes. I said the Lord will open your eyes. You see, it is often said by the people of the world that givers don't lack. That is true. They never lack. They never lack. And we will not stop giving until the world comes to an end, until Jesus comes. Give your, you see, when you give from this channel, don't expect from return from that channel. God can bring another channel from here to bless you. He can even use an unbeliever to bless you. Just from this channel. You sow here in this channel, the blessing comes from this channel. That is God. You sow in this channel, the blessing comes from that channel. So, but when you sow and you are expecting the, oh, you are, the, the, the reward is coming from here. No, that's not the way God works. And there's one thing the Lord told our Father and the Lord. When you, you see, for a farmer who plants maize, and for a farmer, now this is a word to people that have been sowing. To a farmer that plants maize, and to a farmer that plants mango tree, which one take a long time to get the harvest? The mango tree. And which one will last long? The mango tree. So brethren, what that tells you is that if you have been given unto the Lord, remember, mango tree will take a long time to germinate to be here for probably years. But miss after some months. But what happened after that? They plug it down. Do you know that a mango tree, except they uproot it completely, even if they unplug, they plug once from one season, next season it will do what? It will produce again. That is streams of income. And that's what will happen to your life. I say that's what will happen to your life. Please rise up on your feet with me. 
Rise up on your feet with me. Overcoming financial poverty. Giving. 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 I give myself away so you can use me. I give myself away. Give myself away so you can use me. Take my life. The first thing you can give unto the Lord, brethren, is yourself. The first thing to give to the Lord is yourself. If you are not yet born again, you have not accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. That is the first thing. The Bible says, as a living sacrifice in Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Present yourself a living sacrifice. Now, when you accept Jesus Christ, that is the first gift you can give unto God. Now, whether you are here or whether you are home, and you want to give your life unto Jesus. This day the Lord has ordained it for you. Place your right hand upon your chest. And the rest of you. You know where poverty. You know where borrowing. You know, you know your status. You know your status. You know your status. So this is time to pray. So for the, the rest of you. You want to give Jesus a chance in your life. Place your right hand upon your chest. Lord Jesus, I come to you today because according to your word, that anyone that comes to you, you will know what's cast away. I have come this afternoon. Please forgive me my sins. Write my name in the book of life. As from today, I declare that I will serve you. I declare that I am born again. I lay down my life for you. Use it for your glory. In the name of Jesus. Remove my name from the book of death and write my name in the book of life. As from today, fill me with the Holy Ghost in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. I congratulate every one of you that prayed that prayer. Please do send us your name. You say, accepting Christ is the first thing. The second thing to do is that you need to be planted, you need to be rooted. Please provide us your detail, whether on social media, and we will get in touch with you so that you can become part of the family of God. Now, the rest of yours, we are going to pray. Give myself away. Give myself away. So you can use me. I give myself away.
are going to pray. You are going to say, you spirit of poverty. You spirit of poverty. I now belongs to Christ. So live my life alone. In the name of Jesus, go ahead and make that your prayer. You spirit of poverty. I now belongs to Christ. So live my life alone. Live it alone. You don't belong to me. I reject you. In the name of Jesus, Jabez prayed. The widow cried to God. She cried unto God. Many of you, you are not praying because, oh, well, your parents are paying your tuition fee. That is not what we are talking about here. Pray and cry to God this afternoon. Say, Father, deliver me from the strongholds of poverty. Deliver my household from the stronghold of poverty. Deliver us, deliver us, deliver us, deliver me. Deliver me, deliver me, deliver me in the name of Jesus. Isaac, prosper. Prosper the works of my hand in the name of Jesus. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. You are going to say, in the name of Jesus, I receive the power to lay down my seed for God to multiply. Go ahead and make that your prayer. There are many seeds to be sown in the house of God. There are many places you can sow to in the house of God. All the projects that are done, the, the Jesus kitchen is still there. And many other projects. The accounting team still has computer to buy. And so many, we still need to buy even speakers on the, on the altars here. The speaker, the display speaker, these are projects. So brethren, tell God, I say, Lord, please give me the power to lay down. Give me the power to lay down in the name of Jesus. I have never seen any man who sold into the kingdom of God and remain the same. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name we are praying. Now you are going to place your hand on your tummy. Say, increase, come from the Lord. So my destiny begin to prosper on every side in the name of Jesus. Go ahead and make that your prayer. In the name of Jesus, increase coming from the law. 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 The Lord promised to supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Increase coming from the law. Where we read in the book of of in the book of Psalms, chapter 67. It says that when we praise him, the are shall ye that increase. The are shall ye that increase. Increase coming from the Lord. Say Father in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in this hour we do have mission project there are so many things you can sow into say father in the name of Jesus my heart my life will begin to prosper in the name of Jesus I'll begin to prosper in the name of Jesus and the earth shall ye the increase for in Jesus mighty name we have framed Next, you are going to say every household enemies attaching my destiny to poverty, attaching my destiny to lack, attaching my destiny to want, attaching my destiny to failure. In the name of Jesus, I am free from you. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Every household enemy that is attaching your destiny to poverty, that is attaching your destiny to lack, I am free from them. In the name of Jesus, I am free from them. Let God arise and let all his enemies scatter. In the name of Jesus, let God arise and all his enemies scatter. In the name of Jesus, for in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.
Say a loud amen. A believing amen. Now, you see, why it's important to pray that prayer? Are there not people that sow and they never get nothing in return? Yes. So, seed sowing is major. Then you also need to pray that your seed may germinate. Your seed will not die. Your seed will grow. Look at what the Bible says in the book of uh, Psalms chapter 68. Verse 1. Let God arise and let all his enemies be scattered. Let them also that hate me flee before me. I remember Jesus when he was teaching on the parable of the sower. He talks about how the birds of the air, that is the enemy coming to uproot seed. Now you are going to pray. You are going to say in the name of Jesus, you invisible birds uprooting my seed. I come against you in the name of Jesus. I command you to scatter. Go ahead and make that your prayer. Brethren, there is a time to pray this kind of prayer. There is a time to sow. But what happens when you sow that nothing is happening? In the name of Jesus. Nothing will unseat you from the place of your where you have sown. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You invisible birds of the enemy. The Bible says, why man slept? Why man slept? The enemy came to sow tie. In the name of Jesus. Every bird, every spiritual bird, every physical bird. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus let God arise and let all his enemies scatter for in Jesus mighty name we have prayed now finally whatever thing that you have written down as financial debt please lift it up to God lift it up to God Lift it up to God. Lift it up to God. Now begin to pray. Enter into a covenant with God on that. I say, Lord, if you clear this debt for me before the end of this year, tell him what you will do. Tell him what you will do. Don't joke with this moment. It comes once in a while. It comes once in a while. It doesn't come all the time. You might not hear this kind of message probably for the another months. It comes just once in a while. Tell him what you will do. Tell him what you will do. Tell him what you will do. Tell him and say, Lord, cancel this debt. Cancel it, Lord. Cancel it, Lord. Cancel it, Lord. Lord, cancel it. Are you praying? We have a few seconds. Whether you're at home, are you lifting up your own paper? Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying? Maybe you are okay with poverty. The woman cried. Lift them up and tell God. Tell God. Tell God. Tell God. Pray. Tell him what God. Jacob said, if you will take me, if you will bring me back safely to my father's house and give me bread, I will give you tents. Commit God. Commit God. Commit God. I'm not going to tell you what you should commit God. Commit God. That was the thing that moved the hand of God concerning Jacob. He said, I will give you tents. 
The same thing Abraham. He said, I will give you tents. He did. He did. He did. Commit God. Say, Lord, this debt can't sweet for me. Tell him, say, Lord, before the end of this month, can't sweet this debt. You can do it, Lord. Because it is your will that I prosper. Thank you, my Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayer. Now, keep those, keep those uh, items lifted up as we pray. Father, according to your word in Psalms 35, verse 27. Let them shout for joy and be glad that favored my righteous cause. Yea, let them say continually, let the Lord be magnified which had pleasure in the prosperity of his servant. You have pleasure in the prosperity of all your sons and daughters in this house and the ones that are home right now. Anyone plagued down by poverty, anyone plagued down by borrowing, an end to has come to borrowing in the name of Jesus. You will not borrow again. Before the end of this month, God will pay your debts. All your financial debts will be canceled. God will make you an employer of labor. The Bible says in the book of Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 12 The Lord shall open unto you his good treasure. The heaven will give to you the rain unto thy land in a season and to bless all the works of thy hand and thou shalt lend to many nations and thou shalt not borrow the seed of borrowing the seed of poverty is broken and you will testify in the name of Jesus Father we thank you for in Jesus mighty name we have prayed now begin to, begin to shout and say I am rich because Jesus is rich I am rich because Jesus is rich. I am rich because Jesus is rich. I am rich because Jesus is rich. In the name of Jesus, say, I will engage all these principles. I will engage all these secrets. And they will work for me. When you engage them, that's where the prophet comes. Thank you, Father. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Now, I give myself away. So you can use me, give myself away. Give myself away, so you can use me. Tell him, Lord, I give myself away. Use me to pay people's debt. In this way, use me to pay people's debt. Our sisters will no longer go into sin. Our brothers will no longer be pushing drug. Will no longer be pushing drug because of money. Because they want to buy a big car. Because they want to live in a large house. That is coming to an end. Father, bless your people. Bless your church. My life is in your hand. I give myself away. Lord, use me to bring all the young men and women that are dying through cocaine, pushing drugs for money. Use me to bring them out of poverty. Thank you, Father. Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying? Are you praying?
tell him, tell him, say, Lord, I give myself away. Use me to end people's death. For in Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Stretch forth your hand as you go, the Lord will prosper you. In this week, as from this moment, you begin to learn to nation. As from this moment, you begin to hear phone call of death cancellation. I say, God will begin to use to bring people out of death. For our mothers that are celebrating Mother's Day today, I pray for you. In the, any one of you that is in debt, today you are coming out. I prophesy into your life in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Come out of poverty. All your debts are fully paid. Any one of you that is weighed down because of financial burdens, in the name of Jesus, I command that burden to be removed now. In the name of Jesus, those of you that are could not sleep because of creditors that are chasing you here and there with phone call, receive your freedom in the name of Jesus. Receive a way out in the name of Jesus. Receive debt cancellation in the name of Jesus. Yes, for your sake, it became poor that you might be rich. I declare that as from now, you begin to learn to many nations. Father, we thank you. For in Jesus' mighty name we have prayed.